The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a fun show for you guys today. I'm super excited about it. Uh, we have freestyle legend uh, Stevie B coming on, and then we have actor, director, producer Oscar Torre coming on, and uh, it's going to be a really fun show. But before any of that stuff happens, we got to say hello to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. <laughs> wow, what an intro. He never usually gives me that kind of an intro. I have to pick up my dog because he's busting my chops. Come on, Astro. Come on. Turn around. Yay. We want to say hi. B. Claudia just joined us in the chat room. He has to be on my lap all the time. Astro's here. B. Claudia just joined us in the chat room. Lady Lake is in the chat room. So hello, hello. It's starting to fill up, and we're going to have a good time today. Good. Good. My little doggy loves me so much, and I love him so much. Yes. And my little girl dog. I've got all the dogs around me. Brandy's over here and Astro. You never see Brandy. She knows she's too big to pick up. She's all white and big and furry. Brandy, where are you, honey? Oh, anyway, you can't pick her up. She's under your no. chair. Brandy's awesome, but she's like 35 pounds, so she's too big to pick up. Mm. Astro's only seven pounds, so he can be picked up easy. Hang on, my pillow fell. Oh, your hang pillow on, fell. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So we have a big weekend coming up, you guys. We're very excited. And um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yes. We are going to my very dear friend, Danae Montague King's 80th birthday party. And Danae has taste like nobody else. And he's having this wonderful 80th birthday party, a sit-down dinner at the Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles, which is the equivalent to the Hilton. You know, not the Hilton. What is the one in New York? Anyway, it's, it's the equivalent to any of the best Like hotels, the Plaza or like something. Like the Plaza Hotel. That's what I'm looking for. And it should be, it's a black tie event. And then the, we sleep over the Biltmore because the very next day in the afternoon, we're off to the uh, luxury luxury gala, gala Oscar, party. Oscar party. Yes, it's so going to be fun. It's a busy weekend. And then Sunday, we come home and crash. Well, Sunday night late, we come home and crash. Right. And why Sunday night late? Because they ask kind of make parties on Sunday. Oh, so I thought it was in the afternoon. It starts at 2, but it won't get done till 8 or 10, 8 or 9, probably. Really? 10. So we'll get home late. Okay. It'll be fun. Brandy, stop But anyway, that. it's a lot of fun, and I'm excited about it. Oh, we want to say hi to, uh, um, uh, because we have, oh, I forgot to turn the screen on behind us. We have uh, Lady Lake's in there. Hey, Lady Lake, how are you? I forgot to turn this thing. Oh, there we go. Okay, now it's on. Uh, and um, I don't know. Everything's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Lots of cool things going on, and lots of fun stuff going on, and I'm just happy about all of it. I am also. 
My friend Danae Montague King is the creator and the founder of DMK Cosmetics and stuff. I use his stuff for years. He's got something that you, I don't know what it's called, but it's an oil you spray on your face. And I mean, the lines just disappear. They soften up and your face looks wonderful. It's called Repair. And I use Repair. I don't like to put a lot of stuff on my face, chemicals. You know, I never wash my face with soap. I haven't washed my face. Hey, Brandy, shut up. I haven't washed my face with soap in 50 years. My mother never did either. We don't believe in it. Soap is the worst thing for your face because soap has all kinds of you know, stuff in it to break down molecules of dirt. So I've always just uh, rinsed my face with water. And then, of course, I cleanse my face with, the, with olive oil. I do. I cleanse my face with olive oil. You know, the ancient Pompeians and Romans, they did that. They put olive oil all over their body and then with a stick, they went like this to get the olive oil off. And that's why we are called olive complected. I didn't actually know that. Not because we look like olives. Well, we do that. <laughs> but our, our, our complexion is due to olives. I ingest tremendous amounts of olive oil. It is a repair. Olive oil repairs your body. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, everybody should do a lot of garlic, peppers, olive oil. That's what I had for dinner last night. I had a wonderful piece of chicken, a breast of chicken half a breast, and I had peppers and onions in olive oil sautéed. What could be more delicious? It was wonderful. I had vegetable sushi <laughs> and chicken. Right, which wasn't bad. Yeah, it's not bad you at know, all. If, if, unless the sushi is like poisonous So crap. smile for B. Hey, B, we're smiling for you. <laughs> Looking at the camera. Hey, B, yay! B makes these fabulous, you guys, after the show promos for us that we share with the guests and uh, as a memento for coming on the show. And we put them out, and she's fabulous at it. So thank you very much, B. And uh, we appreciate all you do for us. It's a lot of fun. And she's got her shirt. I sent her the dog, oh, the did, star shirt of, of my she, poodle. Does she like and the she's star? She's wearing it now. But that was, that was Jimmy's dog, Star, who we love very much. Yes. So uh, now we have this little guy, little, this little Astro. Astro, star. say hi to everybody. Hi, Astro. Say hi. Say hi, everybody. Everybody, hi. It's, it's going to be fun. Hey, I like to dance. Do you like to dance? So, I like to dance and have romance. Let, let me do a commercial real quick. So, you guys, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell every week. You can obviously see us live on W4C Rye Radio from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. We're also on SoundCloud. SoundCloud iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. And uh, those are all the uh, major platforms. We're on about 150 more, but those are the ones everybody kind of like knows. So it's uh, a lot of fun, and we will appreciate everybody for tuning in every week. Uh, we're having a good time. And, but you uh, have to tell everybody that we're worldwide. Yes, we're worldwide. We're seen all over the world. But by over 500, 5 million, 4 point something or 5 million Almost people, 5 million people. Almost week. 5 million people all over the world listen to us or watch us. I guess they're English-speaking people because we're not dubbed. So they have to be English-speaking people. Yeah, I guess so. I don't actually know how that but works. But yeah, everybody, mostly people all over the world speak English. Um, educated people speak English all over the world. So who's on today? Um, so the first guest is going to be Stevie B, 
he's the freestyle like legend. Uh, he's got a, a disco a, king. No, not disco. It's not disco. What is he? It's called freestyle. What's freestyle? It's a type of music like Jan, like Joya does from Expose. Yeah, it sounded like disco. What are they changing things around? No, that's just what it's called, freestyle music. Yeah, but it's actually disco. Disco came before that. But it's not. It doesn't sound anything like disco. <laughs> oh, it does so. No, it it, does. I could dance this. Oh, no, you You dance wrong. to it. It's dance music. I could, hustle. I could do the hustle to that, to his music. Absolutely. And then we have Oscar. He is, he is after, t in other words, disco music came before him, and then he made it different than disco, but, but it is disco. It's a cousin to disco. Well, it's dance music. Well, we'll talk about it when but they he have comes a whole on. thing called freestyle. When he comes though. on, we'll talk about it. And he's it. basically one of the biggest freestyle artists that there is, and we know a ton of them because we've had a ton of them on the show. What does freestyle mean? I mean, you went to the concert with Joya when we were in New Jersey with yeah, all I know. those freestyle I didn't, people. I didn't understand it then either. <laughs> okay, so I mean, what is freestyle? I didn't see any difference. People dance the very same way they dance in the in all the clubs. Studio Fifty Four. People haven't stopped. His songs would have been playing. There. People have not changed dancing in thirty years, forty years. It's all the same dance, freestyle. You don't hold the partner. You go break away and you, you know, do all that nonsense. No, it has to do with the the, the, the beats of the music, though. It's a totally different of course kind it's of to beat. the beat of the music. Kind of a freestyle has to do with. The, I, I dance. Exactly know. You know, I'm a dancer. Yeah, I no. dance. I I intend to dance this weekend at the Oscar party and at Janae's birthday party. Eighty three years old soon, and I still dance like a young guy. I like dancing, and dancing is a very, very healthy thing to do. It builds up the spirit. It makes you lose weight. It tones the muscles. Uh, it makes you feel good. If you dance really wild. Here, freestyle music, also called Latin freestyle or Latin hip-hop, is a form of electronic dance music that emerged in New York metropolitan area and Philadelphia, primarily among Hispanic Americans and Italian Americans in the 80s. Yeah, and that was the same time as, as disco. No, disco was in the 70s. No, disco carried over. <laughs> anyway, anyway, either way, it's phenomenal anyway, music. Yeah. He's got a million of hits. It's going to be fun. Then we have Oscar Torre coming on, who actually was on our show many, many, many years ago. He's done so many things like that. Uh, we'll talk you, know about bug, you know what bugs me about this? All young, see, years ago, no one did a tattoo or wore a beard. Everybody was clean cut. Very, very uh, Miami Vice looking, you know, beautiful outfits. We all dressed well. We look like I look now. I'm still caught in a groove. I never, I never progressed, as they said. And today, so the young people today did the opposite of me. They have beards and they have tattoos. Now, the young people that are growing up now, they don't want to look like the people of today with the beards and the tattoos. So God only knows what they're going to do. Every other generation wants to not be like their past generation. You know, no, no girl wants to look like her mother, wear stockings and a beautiful dress and have her hair done. That's mom. That's old lady. So they walk around like slobs with dresses and combat boots and dirty stringy hair to, you know, say who they are today. Now, the next generation coming up is not going to want to look like them, so they're going to change. I don't Either way. Anyway, whatever, it's a bore. It doesn't make any The whole difference. thing is a bore. No, it's not. It's a bore. I'm bored. Well, what do you want me to you're do? You're very handsome. Thank you. I love you. So Don, I love you too. Don no, do joined us. You. Don I love joined you us. Very much. Say hi to Don. No. Hi, Don. I'm not going to say hi to She was at the doctor. Don. She just yeah. showed up. What, what's Don, the matter? What, what, what are you doing at the doctor, Don? Well, Getting a facelift, I hope. No, no. That's the only reason you should ever go to a doctor. I wish that on everybody. The only time you should ever go to a doctor is to get your face lifted. 
Never, yeah. never for an illness or anything else. <laughs> I would like hilarious. a facelift. I bet they're about fifty thousand dollars now. I couldn't imagine what they are. I have no idea. Years ago, they were like twenty-five thousand. I'd like a facelift. Look, look, watch. Oh my God, look at the difference. Holy shit, look at that. Oh, I look dirty. Look, wow. You look fine without it. And I Don doesn't need a face. I'm going to rob a bank. He just doesn't want you to have health problems. That's why he said yeah, that. Yeah. You know, not everybody could use a facelift after 30 or 40. I'm fine. A little nip. I'll take wrinkles. Yeah, you covered it up with a beard. You shave that beard off and you're going to see an old I don't puss. have any wrinkles here. You're full of shit. You're full of crap. You shave that beard off. You're going to see no. how you got jowls and puppet lines. No, I don't Please. have shit. You got it all hidden under here. Look, if I did this, look how young I look. You can't see the. All this crap happening. Look at this. I got these things I hate and puppet lines. I look like a puppet. You got to like love it. So anyway, it's going to yeah, be talk fun. And I'll walk. Oh, talk. <laughs> talk. No, I don't know. No, talk. Talk. You look like a guppy. <laughs> like a fish. <laughs> it's so much fun. I'm excited. Everything. Is Someone fun. once said that to me. I was doing a commercial or something. I forgot what it was. An audition for one. And this young punk got annoyed with me because I said something or whatever. And you know what he said to me? Yeah, yeah, I'll put my hand up your ass and move your mouth or something, I think he said, like a puppet. I thought how rude. People are rude today. You know, these young people say whatever they damn feel like it. There's no such thing as respect for older people. Um, they're standing on our shoulders and bitching about it. What are you doing? Are you text well, he, messaging? Yeah, because he television? said that he wants us to call him, and we can't call him. He has to call us, so talk. I'm working on it. Oh, talk. Woo, talk. See, I'm Woo. trying to find it. I'll sing hallelujah, happy days are here again. Anyway, my doggy is the best doggy in the world. Look how cute he is. He's a cute, seven pounds of terror. <laughs> Not really. He's a sweetheart. He just likes to go to Arby's. Jimmy eats at Arby's. Poison number one. Poison, the food at Arby's, the roast beef, guarantee you eat 10 of it. You're dead. But anyway, we go to Arby's. This one smells Arby's two miles away. And he starts to jump all over. And then Jimmy gives him a little bit of the roast beef, the make-believe. It's really cardboard. They spray to look like roast beef. And uh, to the dog. It's going to kill my dog. Then we go to Starbucks, and I get my coffee, and I always get a scone, a blueberry scone, because blueberries are good for you. And a scone is made with the least amount of poison. And Astro loves that. And I always give him a little teeny bit of that. So we have a dog that loves to get in the car. He loves to go all over with us. And I love having him with me all the time. He's my sweetheart. He's my little baby, my little boy. Don't you love dogs? How, you know, I mean, not for anything, but I brought this dog to a friend of mine's house. And she's Chinese. And you know what she said to me? Oh, in China, we eat them. I wanted to, you know, say, hey, lady, fuck off. In China, you eat. How could you eat such a precious little thing? Well, but she ate rat growing up, so I guess you could eat a dog, right? Yes, right. absolutely. But I love dogs. I love dogs. I do. You have dogs out there? Everybody out there has dogs? Rescue a dog. There are so many little beautiful dogs that people don't want for whatever sick reasons. But they have them as puppies, and they think they're adorable. And then they grow up to be dogs, and they're not puppies, and they give them away. <clears throat> and the rescue centers are filled with these beautiful little animals that are so grateful. 
If you're a kind, loving parent, they respond with thousands of licks, hugs, and kisses. They'll never turn on you. They'll always be your best friend. I like love it. Rescue a dog. Okay. We have three. We have three rescues. And if I had a farm, I would have 50 rescues. I would rescue every dog I could and make them happy. Because our dogs are so happy. We spoil the shit out of them. Absolutely. Especially that one. And, yeah. This, oh, this one's the <laughs> prince. He has a pillow with four tassels. I mean, he is like, he is the prince of all of us. He, look how cute he is. Look, he's sleeping. He's, he's waking sleeping. up. Anyway, so, maybe so, we'll, uh, so where's our guest? He well, got lost? He's waiting. He's working on getting in. Hey, working on getting in. Get in here, buddy. Uh, so maybe we'll play a little music while we're waiting for him. That okay, that's a, a good idea. So you guys, this is Stevie B. Uh, the name of the song is I Want to Be the One. It's one of his big hits. Hopefully we don't have any problems with YouTube. Uh, we'll play it for you, and hopefully when we come back, he'll be here. Enjoy, everybody. I Want to Be the One. Stevie B.
Yay, that's Stevie B. I want to be the one, you guys. I'm super excited. I think he's in the uh, in the green room now, so we're going to let him in and see if we can hear him and introduce him and get rocking and rolling. Hey, Stevie, let's see if we can hear you. You should be able to hear me just fine. Yes, we can. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, singer, songwriter, record producer, freestyle legend, Stevie B. Hello and welcome to the show. Ladies, put your legs together. <laughs> Ladies, put your legs together. <laughs> so, Stevie, let me introduce you, my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, Ron, how are you? I dance to your great music. Your music is music, not the shit of today, that rap crap. I hate oh, yeah. that. The mumble, the mumble stuff where you have to sound like you're drunk as hell. And uh, I don't understand a damn word they're saying. I got to be no, honest. Neither, neither. No, listen, listen, listen. When you sang, you held a note. You sang yeah. music. Today they'd speak stupidity. Yeah, Total I don't know what the hell that is. Spoken. I'm I so scared this, uh... that the kids today don't have your music to enjoy as we did. My well, daughter is an opportunity for us to get back on radio again. I think so. Absolutely. My, do- my daughters love you. You know, you're from my daughter's era. I'm from the Studio 54 era. Yes. So you know, but you weren't around yet. You're still a, a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Okay. No, you, you I'm, 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 I'm going to be 65 uh, in about uh, 30 days. So uh, well, I'm yeah, 80, I, I'll be 83 next. Oh, week. you're just a teenager. You're just a teenager, my but, man. But I, I don't think you were from the Studio 54. No, that's yeah. a little early. That's the disco days, and I was just a little oh, bit young. But you know, the that that's the era that brought us in. So we were we yeah, were right so, behind that. I saw a big shot over here. We were just arguing before the show came on. I said. <laughs> That your music came after di- disco. I knew it came after shut disco. Up, you're but wrong. you called you, you it always, disco. You fuck it, it was. Out. It was. It was. It was after after disco. It really was right after disco. Disco brought your music about. Yes. You purified it. I yes. love. That's why I love it. Then suddenly music went downhill. I don't know where the frigate went. But now I go to a club or something with friends. I don't want to dance because how do you dance to? Come over here, baby. I'm a grab your ass. I mean that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got an audience for that. I mean, uh, you know, my son is a very big producer and he's he you know, he does, uh, you know, stuff for Justin Bieber and all that. That's his era. So I'm I'm pretty sure people was looking at us like kind of weird, too, when we first came on the scene. So look, look, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they they viewed us, but anytime something new comes in, it gets kind of weird. But this stuff, this shit is weird. I mean, I can't even feel it. I give them credit. You know, they found out how to get a big bag out of that money. And but no uh, talent, no talent. Not all of them. Wait, Not a minute. All of them. Wait listen to me. If the beat is good, yeah. Like, there's we have a, this guy called Young, what is it, Zuck? Young Zuck. Young Zuck. His music is so great, and he raps, and I can tolerate it. And there's two songs I like because it almost sounds like singing. Mm-hmm. But when they have no talent at all, and they're yeah. simply speaking, to yeah. the same boom 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 that constantly constantly I want to talk keep your day job wrong he's an actor so hang on so first of all we have a chat room full of people so please say hi to everybody in the chat room hey everybody in chat room what's happening and we just played your video and I did everything I saw it I just did everything from stopping myself and getting up and dancing. <laughs> you, you, your music makes your feet move. Well, that's, what I, that's what I say in that take it all back thing. Uh, all we want to do is to move our feet. We wanted to dance. 
That's right. I'm telling you, I sat here. The poor dog is on my lap. He's, I'm doing this. I thought he was going to vomit. So here's what I want to say first off. So first of all, so tell us where you're calling from. I'm calling you from my house in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I come here uh, from December to March. Uh, I spent take my three months off, which I didn't have much time off because I was actually uh, recording and producing a, a, a track that's taken off of here by a guy named Bobby Rum. And he and I have a record together. It's actually just exploding. So uh, I'm at my house in Rio and I'm out tomorrow night back to Miami for the first show of the tour at the University of Miami. I, saw that. I, saw that. I have always wanted to go to uh, South America, always to Copacabana Beach and the oh, yeah. Mountain to see all that stuff. Yeah. You know, during the 1940s, when I was growing up, South America was very in as far as fashion and music and movies. And they mm-hmm. always showed Copacabana Beach. At the Copa, Copa, at the Copa, Copa, Copa. Copa. I performed that. I, I performed that at the, at the Copacabana nightclub. I performed to that music, Barry Manilow's. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah, I love South American music. It's it's Portuguese. It's not yeah. Spanish, folks. It's, not Spanish. We say, say Portuguese. And it's wonderful because it's and it goes so well. Gladys Knight did a song called Vasilo. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with it? Of course. I, I live. Love- in, I, I live. I live in. I'm married to a Brazilian for thirty years. I speak I fluent Portuguese. Oh, I speak Portuguese. And I bet she's a raving beauty too. She is absolutely gorgeous. Keep me for thirty years. You better be a raving beauty. But she's <laughs> no. a raving beauty. Those 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 Brazilian women either very ugly or yeah. they're magnificently beautiful. Well, they, I never said I don't see very that many ugly ones, but I gotta no, tell you, they I, got I, they I, got I a good they got a great pick of the litter over here. I gotta tell you, beautiful I women. I have, a, right, so. wait, I have a friend in Florida. She looks like Carmen Miranda. Hey, <laughs> that's a good. Brazil. Okay, that's so a good I'm, look. I'm from Florida. I'm from South okay. Florida. I was born in Miami. I went to college in Gainesville. When I got out of college, I lived in Fort Lauderdale. And we used to go see you everywhere. You know, you're basically like you and, and I'm very good friends with Joya Bruno and all the girls from Expose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, love- so we're very oh. good friends with them. But I used to go see you, Pizzazz, Baxter. Anytime you played anywhere, we would always go and see. Where did you go to high school? Um, I didn't Miami. live. I, I didn't live there for high. I went to Forest Hill High School in West Palm Beach, and then I moved to Jacksonville for three years, and then I went gotcha. to college, and I came back. So I didn't go okay. to high school there because um, we're almost of similar similar age. You're a little bit older than I am. I went to high school in Long Island City, and I got thrown out at 16. Uh-oh. You was a bad boy. They, they threw me out of school. They didn't want me there. I was too uh-huh. much trouble. So, Jimmy, I, went, I, I grew up in Miami also, so we were there probably in the same era. Yes, and and then uh for for uh, college I went to Tallahassee I went to FAMU. Oh, so, there you go. Good yeah, school. so uh, Miami was my upbringing. It was the you know the the blood that was you know uh, going through my veins and all of that sunshine and that weather and that tropical music and everything we were getting down there had an influence on what we were doing in we freestyle. Used to go, we would go out and buy the. Let me talk for a minute. We would go out and buy like the blazers, the blazers with the shoulder pads. Yes, the, of course. That's the Mi- that's the Miami Vice. That whole Miami that's Vice right. look was and in. Jerbo, and those Jerbeau pants, and we would go anywhere you you and we would always see um, 
Oh, so who are some of the George Lamont, George Lamont, Johnny O, uh, uh, you know, Lanier, Coro, Lanier, of course. We are, we are, we are the we're we're the creators of of Lanier, so we're the ones that created their. Oh, career. I love Lanier, and I still am friends with uh, one of the guys from Lanier in social media. Um, you talking to Charlie? Dad. You talking to Charlie on uh, 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 Lanier? Yeah, Charlie. Usually? Yes, Charlie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah Charlie. Um, still active. And Trenier was. All, we would always go see Trenier. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but you were always the king of it all. And and the fact that I mm -hmm. that you have, you know, I don't know how many ballads you have, but since you have two amazing, amazing ballads, one of them. I have a lot them. of ballads. I love you. I got waiting for your love because I love you. I have um, a dream about you. I have. Love me for life. Love me, love for, me life. for life was all hit records. All hits, yes. Yeah, you had big hits, which was a lot mm -hmm. of fun. So we used to go and see you, and and on the show because of Joya, you know, whenever she's around someplace mm -hmm. where we are, she always you know invites. She's us. back in. She's back in. Uh, I think New Jersey now, right? Jersey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back in New so Jersey. We get to go to all the concerts, and and so we've had like the last time we saw her in New Jersey. We live in California now. We're in California, but where we, where are you in Cali? Palm Springs. Oh, I know. We're coming to your town in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you're coming to Rancho Mirage, I think I saw. Yeah, I forgot the the performing. We're performing the whole the whole uh, freestyle explosion. It's a big tour. Where? Yeah, um, I I can't get that info, but you know, look it up over there. Just say, say freestyle explosion in Palm Springs. I think we're there on the. Um, you, you have can you yeah. VIP us in without having to be pushed? Of around? course not. Come on. <laughs> you, can, you can't VIP us in. Yeah, of I'm course serious. we can VIP you in, bro. I got I the juice. I don't want the headliner. I'm the headliner, bro. Yeah, he's the headliner. You're always the headliner because you're like the because you're the man, Stevie. I don't want to stand on line for days and hours. You don't look like the type of guy that's been standing on line very long. We don't stand on. We don't ever stand in line. No, we always we are always VIP right in. Yeah, you know we go through the back where you guys work. Yes. And also, what's his name? Who we love and adore. He does that, and he's a big, big star. Uh, love is a beautiful thing. Love. Oh, Leon, that's a different Le kind Leon. of music, though. I know Leon's music. I love all music except rap. I could go from opera to symphony music to this guy's music to Johnny Mantis. Ron, Ron is not doing. I could tell you, he's not doing no rap music, brother. You got a thing? No, he is not, not doing. He's oh, not whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you're not. You don't do rap. He does. I like rap. He doesn't like rap. No, because uh, I don't understand. I don't understand it. So hang yeah. on. So some of the people that some of the freestyle people that we've had on the show, we've had Suave, Suave, Noel, New Shoes. Back okay. in the day, I used to work yes. for a record label, and we signed them. Uh, Expose, oh, nice. K Star. Uh, but mm -hmm. we've never had you, and you're the one that we always Your wanted. Music's so the it best. makes me the happiest. You, you are the best. I got to tell. I was excited. Thank you, Thank you Ron. I, hey, Ron, Ron, Ron. You can stop, bro. You got your VIP. Come on, bro. No, 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 no. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You got your VIP, bro. You got your VIP. Come on. Hey, you got it. I you win. You win. Anybody's he, ass for any reason. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate you. If you were a rapper, I'd be rubbing my dog and kissing him. Yeah. No bullshit. Well, and everybody I appreciate agrees. you, brother. The song Thank that you. he just played, the video he just played, what was it called? I want to. That was want to be the I one. I want to be the one. I mean, that's music. That's talent. I'm gonna that, have to agree. I'm gonna have to agree with you right there, bro. That should I'm be gonna, somewhere. I mean, I hate being like an old. It was really like top twenty or something like that in its day. It went somewhere and it's still there. Oh, the no. funniest thing is some of this stuff. And Ron, he's got it right. A lot of this stuff is uh, kind of like uh, fast food for the day, but yeah, I can tell you, it's not going. It's not going in recurrence in fifteen years. I can tell you, some of that stuff is not going to be played. It's going to disappear, and uh, 
it's not going to be, you know, I don't think it's the kind of music that can hang around. And if it's just based on beats, people don't remember beats. People remember right. melody. People remember right. melody. Right. And lyrics. And lyrics. That's what yeah. Because when you fall in love with somebody, yeah. you all have always have a song. Okay. Yeah. When I fell in love with my first person, my song was Chances Are by Johnny. Now, why you say first person? Why you say first person? Because I was married for 16 years to a woman and I had a lover for 46 years. So I get confused. <laughs> I have to say first person I ever fell in love with was gotcha. Saldi George was my first lover for 46 years. Right. And whenever I hear Chad, and when we met Johnny Mantis for the first time. Okay. You didn't fall so in love with Johnny, did you? Wait, Sal had the. Oh, book. he would. Wait, Sal. <laughs> oh, he loves Johnny. That's oh, okay. I mean, every Johnny Mathis on vinyl on CD. I've been in Johnny's company three times, and oh, wow. he is the most wonderful, kind, yes. generous, soft, adorable, loving man. His music is his soul. That's oh yeah, well, you can tell. You can tell. You can tell when he when he burts it out. Let me tell you something. That's the that's the real spirit coming out of there. Oh, Johnny Mathis is great, and and you know we all listen. That's our era too, Jimmy. You know I listen to Johnny Mathis. I mean everybody you guys are mentioning, you don't believe it's our era, but all of that still infl- it's all in my in, in my music uh, uh, downloads here and my Spotify thing. I mean I listen to old school uh, every day. My wife is like, can you put something on that's uh, up to date? I'm like, no. I, I listen to a lot of old school stuff. Listen, too. listen just to the opening lyric. Now you're with someone you love, mm-hmm. and you say to them, "Chances are, I have a silly grin mm-hmm. every time I look at you." And don't we all have a silly grin when we look at somebody we love? Of course, well, we do. thirty years has passed. I mean, the silly grin is is like, "What the fuck are we going to eat today?" You know. That's <laughs> what so we're only together for ten. <laughs> okay. So what's the biggest? Well, so what's the biggest fight in a couple is. When you get up, you say, what the fuck are we going to eat today? And then you stop at that stoplight. There's a special stoplight that's right in front of my house. We have to stop there. And it's either you're going to go left. Left is a Chinese or Japanese in that kind of way. And then if you go right, that's a whole different kind of food. So we stop at that light and we say, what's it going to be? Are we together on this thing or are we separate? That's always the biggest fucking fight of the day. You grew up you grew up in Fort Lauderdale though, right? You grew up in well, I grew up in Miami and Lauderdale. So I I grew up down south, uh, Richmond Heights. I don't know if you knew where that was. Yeah. Uh right past Sunnyland and Kendall, uh Dayland Mall and all that. I was born in Kendall. Well, no, you was born right around the corner. I grew up. Yeah. That's my that's my stomping ground. All of Sunnyland. So that's 87th Avenue. Uh, and then if you go south, all the way down to like a, a, a 152, I think it was, uh, before Perrine and all that. So I grew up in that whole Sunnyland, Kendall, uh, that whole area, South Miami, Coconut Grove. That was my complete stomping grounds when I was growing up. And then Fort Lauderdale came in later. When I started producing and I needed to get out of Miami because I thought nothing was happening. And when I went to Lauderdale, I had much better luck. We had a lot of hits over there. Oh, there you go. So, Well, so- I was in Florida the first time. You ready for this one? Yeah, 1959. Oh, in 1959, born. we would go to the 21st Street Beach because that was the gay beach. Yes. Around the corner were two gay bars, one owned by the movie star Martha Ray. And the other one was Rip Billy Lee's. Where nice, um, nice. A, a very famous performer started. Back then, gay was very quiet, and you couldn't let anybody know. 
Yeah. So it was mysterious, and I loved it because it was sneaking around, and everybody likes it. <laughs> you like that shit, didn't so you? So my memories yeah. of Florida are when I was 19 years old, young and beautiful, and everybody wanted me. Now, well, so you're middle-aged, you're middle-aged and beautiful now, Ron. So what the oh, hell? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, you're middle-aged. Still, <laughs> yeah, still, 80 years young. Uh, come on, you're still a teenager. Yeah, right. Now, actually, he's working all. I'm a, so I'm a movie producer. When I'm not doing this, I'm a publicist. And I'm oh, really okay. So, uh, I produce movies, and he's got a bunch of movies coming up that he's gonna. I just make. got a. I just got a script. This guy was doing a script for me. Not to cut you off, Ron. Uh, uh, the funniest thing is he he uh, he was doing it when COVID first came in, and then uh, he sent me the first sixty because normally a script is about one hundred and fifty pages. He sent me the first sixty, <laughs> and and I and I was so not into it. Once COVID kicked in, it just freaked everybody out about the industry. But I got these 60 pages of Stevie B. It's called uh, Stevie B. Love and Emotion, uh, the movie. And, Jimmy, I'm going to send it to you, you and tell me you. what you think of it. Because I told Joe, the guy that's writing it out of uh, – he's out of Dallas. And he does full scripts and production and stuff. I said, it's about me. And so, you know, I wrote this long book. I got a book that's 13 chapters. I did an audio book, and, and I did a, 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 my autobiography. It's about 350 pages. But he, I guess he based the, the script off of my life story, but I can't, it's sort of like listening to my own biography. I mean, yeah, my, well, my own voice is pretty good. I cringe at it sometimes too, no, but no, I need mean, somebody who knows the movie thing to say, Stevie, just like they say, like you said about, I want to be the one that's a smash record. I can't know. I don't know if it's a smash script, especially reading it in script form. So I need Jimmy. I'm gonna send it to you. Send it to me. I've got. And a I would appreciate it if you read it and say, "Hey, Stevie, this guy can, he's he can write. This shit is really good." Or uh, he sucks because I don't know that business. I don't know the movie business like that. So I need I need somebody who's got some experience. If you're willing to do it, I would love to send it to you. Jimmy, Jimmy's one. Of, Jimmy's it. one of the best producers out there. I'm like right really now. good. He's doing a lot of big movies with possibilities of Jennifer Lawrence being in the film. I mean, all sorts of people. I'm doing a romantic comedy, and I can't say who's going to play the right. lead, but let's just say it's a, a huge uh, pop rap star. It's called uh, My Porn Star Wife, and it's it's uh, basically it's kind of like an urban pretty woman. Really? Um, I've got some really big A-list Big A-list talent, like the star right now that we're recording. Uh, you know, she's you got already got it. It's already green lighted, ready to go. Uh, well, I, I green light everything. I, I go out and find the people with the money to put it together. Well, I, you definitely need to read this thing because you know. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I'm saying it because of this. Look, we haven't gotten the flowers. I think that freestyle uh, hasn't gotten the flowers that it deserves in the end. I agree. I agree. Right. I agree. hundred percent. You understand what I'm saying? So it's gonna, and I think I think rock and roll took off because a lot of the people that got in position at uh, the labels, at, at the, the record companies, the movie companies. A lot of those people were fans of rock and roll and this and that. So when it was time to green light deals, it was already somebody that was excited about uh, the content itself. They were like, yes, this shit is a hit. Hendrix is a hit. This is a hit. That's a hit. Freestyle, we don't have a lot of people in the industry or you're in the industry and, and we don't know about it. Like I don't know you, Jimmy Starr, is a is a, a a movie producer and a publicist because I don't know why the fuck we don't know each other. Right. Because I'm pretty sure there were things that you could have been doing to benefit us, and mm -hmm. you love the music already. Everybody that you're you're talking about 
deserves flowers, deserves to be uh, uh, recognized in the what we call the legitimate music side of this, the Grammys, all of this stuff that goes on. They look at it as they take it sometimes as though we don't even exist. It's like you're not going to even say anything. I mean, there's a Jennifer Lopez every once in a while. They'll say some stuff. People will use our, our loops, this and that. Uh, you know, Shaq is a big Stevie B fan. A lot of people don't know that. And I'm saying, big guy, you need to say that. You need to text it. You need to do that. You know, it's hard to get these people to admit, especially from the urban side. The yeah, blacks don't. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of the blacks don't even want to say they love freestyle. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? You grew up in the, look, they grew up around the same things we grew up around. That's in right. In New York, in Cali, in Miami. Hey, but they won't give us, they won't give us the flowers, I think. You know, I'm the voice that says it. That you fuckers need to say something about us because it helps when you do that. It, oh, gives, no, us, it gives us clout. Go ahead. Go ahead, guys. Wait a minute. You have the clout to do it. Hang on. Huh? I get pissed off when people make fun of disco. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you something about disco. I'm from the days of rock and roll. Guys didn't dance in those days. They said only faggots dance. Right. Men would not dance. Disco started men learning to dance with the women. Y'all came the fuck out. And, yeah, yeah, and that's and, what disco and, did. And disco, disco brought, oh, what? If, if disco, disco brought y'all completely out. They yes. brought the clubs what they <laughs> completely are. Completely out. You brought you completely oh, out the box. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I but you know what? This guy, and I'm going to say something, and Ron made a great point. Freestyle was the music that brought us out. It brought our creative juices out. It really allowed us to figure out who the fuck we were. And disco allowed the gay community to come out and say, this is us. This is happy fucking music. We like to have a great time. We ain't got all that drama. I mean, they ain't like they got drama. They like the drugs, though. They want to get high as fuck. Y'all, but you, but you guys were experimenting and, and having fun, and it let everybody actually get a little loose. It's, it's oh, like, yeah. like loosen the fuck up, bro. It's and a sexual. It was a sexual that. revolution. It was a drug revolution. A lot of LSD. A lot of shit. Shrooms was going on. A lot of cocaine. But it was it was that era. It was that time. What freestyle did for us pretty much is the same thing. It was something designed for a certain kind of well, audience. What happened to it? Well, that's a long story. Let Ron ask. Let Jimmy ask some of those questions, bro. No, I want to hear you. Wait, I want to talk no, to him. Though. You, I want to ask you. Know, yeah, but you never. You're lucky you can talk, let alone sing. <laughs> I can't, I can't Ron, sing. Jimmy, I see what you got to deal with every day. Okay, I get it. I, I I'm getting there. We're married for the last ten. Uh, years, okay, so I can tell who runs tell? that damn marriage. Can you I can tell. tell? No, yeah, so I can I, tell. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm the one Steve, with the Stevie, social media Stevie, following. Stevie. <laughs> so what happened to it? It quickly disappeared. It, it lasted, uh, let's just say on a, a legitimate side, it, it, we got about 36 months out of there. We got it from 87 to like 90. You're kidding. That's all. That's it. There was nothing much after, after because I love you as far as freestyle is concerned, because we didn't have this, this title of freestyle. We were Latin hip hop. We were dance music. We were pop. Remember, we had to compete with rock. We had to compete with. Uh, anybody that was lingering from disco, we had to deal with Meatloaf, Bette Midler, Elton John. I mean, those were our competitive because we don't have nobody to compete with because there was no hip hop. I mean, freestyle Latin stuff. There, nothing was coming on the pop charts, coming, coming, coming with somebody with this skin color right here because you had to be R&B. In Miami, yeah. that's that's W.E.D.R. That's that urban. Yes. So they definitely was not having it. Um, so when we were trying to sneak in, trying to be different, 
the pop stations and the white stations definitely wasn't having it. And my tan was way too caramel for them. They hardly, VH1 hardly even played Because I Love You. And it was a number one hit, for real hit. So yeah, we still was why? dealing with the racism. And a lot of them don't know. I'm a black Jewish boy out of Miami. And, uh, you know, we was having all the, all the trouble coming from that, too. So yeah, you got like, everything against you. <laughs> look, the, two, the two most hated fucking races in the world, Jews and black folk. I got the fucking, I got the pick of the litter here. But also guess what? For you, also for you, though, because, like, there really was no competition necessarily for you because you were... Because yeah, you're the biggest one in the actual. In the I, 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 well, you got to remember, freestyle people wasn't my competition. My competition was trying to get in where where mainstream where, uh, media, mainstream yeah. music. Yeah, hold on one I, second. I, I just gotta, yeah, hold on I, I one second. Hold on. He said, "Hang on Claudia. one second." Oi, da onde? Uh, in the French, you say, "Ele já você passar." Okay, deixa eu falar com eles rapidinho. Deixa eu falar com eles. Say goodbye. I got my guys. I got my T-shirt, guys, because you know I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, you're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. I'm That's leaving fine. tomorrow, so this is the this is. I love it. Hey, everybody. We'll be back one second. He's coming back. We're just. He's like, coming back. The question is, what I'm going to say to him is Deixa eles passar. Deixa eles passar. Freestyle music was always acceptable. Unity. Okay. Uh, yes, it was. Hey, 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 you know what I'm gonna have to do? One second, guys. You, I'm gonna have to choose. Let me. I just gotta open the front door for the guys to bring the t-shirts in because y'all okay, gotta take go, it. Okay, go open it. Open we are. We are. Hey, we're live, you guys. Stevie B, go look at how nice this freaking pool and we shit is. We are a family <clears throat> show. We're a fun show. We don't have protocol. What a good guest he is. We don't have protocol and all that baloney. What a uh, cool guest, you know, though. People, He's like a lot of fun. I mean, if a lot of our guests have to pee. They get up and they go pee and they come back. You know, we're human. Sorry about that, and guys. Also, he's a two-hour. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Hey, So, where were we? Where were we? Uh, okay, Jimmy Steve, Ryan. I want to say something. Okay, go ahead. I, I've been to every fabulous gay bar in the country, okay? Okay. You know, big, and the, your music has always been a number one piece. Freestyle always was loved and played by gay people. Yes. So I think that your biggest fans were gay people. They and were. They were. The, the, the gay community was my first. One of my first audience. Go ahead. Gay people, and I'm speaking for myself and all the gay people I know. We do not know color. We do not know religion. We do not know any of that fucking shit that other people know. Yes. The first black and whites I ever saw. I was 17 years old in a gay bar. And there was two guys, gay guys, a black guy and a white guy, kissing and dancing a slow dance. So now they're doing all this bullshit about black and white. It's been around please, in the gay please, community. Please, please, please. I know, I know. My, my yeah. oldest daughter, my oldest daughter uh, came out a couple of years ago, told me she was gay. She was married first to a guy. Then she came out and she said, you know, she, I guess she was wondering, if, was I going to treat her differently? And she's a doctor and all that stuff. I say, you, my daughter. I don't give a shit who you sleep with and go to bed with and all that. That's your choice. I ain't never been that kind of that kind of dad that way. And I said, you know, I let people live and let live. And I don't and it ain't my choice to make. It's your choice to make. And let me tell you, we have the friendliest and still the sweetest relationship to this day. And uh, the gay community always, first and foremost, was the first ones to adapt freestyle that backstreets in, uh, in, 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 in Miami. Oh, 
Yep. In Lauderdale. You know what I'm talking about, Jimmy. Backstreet's Pizzazz. Yes. I think oh. I saw your Pizzazz. I played, oh. I, played most of the, I played most of the gay bars in, yeah. in Miami. It How formulated our career. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. What was, I don't that remember was that. A Lincoln Road. It was, they used to have foam come out. I don't know if it was even big enough to even do freestyle shows. Because yeah, it wasn't God, just a matter of Backstreet's was big. It was built to do. Yeah, it was big. It was built. It was big. It had that DJ thing right in the middle, and it you know it was like the old disco kind of club. So that. it was it was kind of prepared just for you know when freestyle you first came it. in and started doing those people. So let me brag a little bit. So you guys, some of the songs, in case you're tuning in and you don't know who Stevie B is, if you're younger, you might not know. Um, uh, Part of your body, I want to be the one in my eyes. Love me for life. Spring love, dreaming of love, um, and 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 the best ballad ever fucking written, uh, which they uh, the postman because song of, because yeah, I love you. So why was it called the postman song? Because can, can I spill? Can I spill? Can I spill the beans on what the song really means? Can I tell yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Warren Allen Brooks, I met uh, three or four years before I was even Stevie B. And he and I had a little team together and uh, and writing team. And we put out a song um, in 1985 or 86 or something like that. And the record was called Boy Toy. I'm just a boy toy and I belong to you. So Warren was the writer, but I wanted to sing. I had to sing because Warren couldn't sing for shit. He was <laughs> But I couldn't fucking convince him to shut the fuck up and just let me sing. You write. He was a great producer. So uh, 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 we split. And then, you know, I went on to be Stevie B, 87, 88, 89. And then it was coming into 1990 and I got a phone call. So we were split up for a couple of years and I got a phone call. They said, this guy, Warren Brooks is trying to call you. He's desperate. He's in the hospital. I, if I get on the phone because it was hard to get the label. I was in New York uh, at the time. And they said, this guy's desperate to talk to you. He's in the hospital. And I get on the phone. He had a nervous breakdown. He was in the hospital in Tampa. Say, Steve, man, I'm just depressed, man. And then and I threw all my music away. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean? What's going on, bro? Hey, man, I hear you on the radio every day. It was killing him. I had all those hits and went on. <laughs> it's fucking he told me. He said, bro, it's killing me, bro. You know, I said, I said, all right, Warren, where you at? I said, he's he said, I'm in Tampa. I said, you're in the hospital. I said, let me talk to the nurses. Let me see what's going on. Yeah, he can get out, you know. So I say, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send you a keyboard. He didn't have no keyboard, he didn't have shit no more. I said, I'm going to send you a keyboard and a drum machine. And I said, what are you going to do? I'm on tour. I can't come now, but I'm going to send you to B-Land. I had a place out in, in Bonaventure in uh, Lauderdale. Okay, I had a beautiful, I had five acres, I had 13 acres out in Bonaventure. I had a beautiful studio. I said, I'm going to do. I'm going to send you to, to B-Land, and I don't want you to do shit. All I want you to do is go over there and concentrate, get your shit together. I want you to write. So, and I said, at, when I had my phone, I said, you threw away the book of songs? I said, you had a song that this fucking thick. He said, yes, D, man, I threw all that shit away, man. I was so depressed. I said, what the fuck are you talking about you threw away? I said, what happened to that postman thing? Because he it wasn't finished back in 86 when we were together as a team. He would just sing, got your letter from the postman just the other day. So I remember the song as the postman thing or the postman song. Postman so when I, so... Uh, when I uh, I sent him to B-Land on the Love and Emotion album, if you go look at the credits, he wrote seven songs on that album. And he was so down on his luck, he became a millionaire off that song. And he became a accredited writer. 
And he was not, you know, the record got nominated, I think, for Grammys or something like that. But it turned his life around. Now, other part of the story, when you see I got the letter, the letter, the song is not a romantic song. The song is because Warren was in depression. He said, I wrote God a letter one day. And God said to me, I got your letter from the postman just the other day. So I decided to write you this song. Just to let you know exactly the way I feel. Let you know my love's for real. So God says, because I love you and I'll do anything. Okay. So the song is really a spiritual song about him was feeling so bad. He said, I'm going to write God a letter. And God says, I got your letter. And let me just tell you how I feel about you. And that's the real story of Because I Love You. It's a great oh my story. God, what a great story. And, and it really is one of the greatest like ballads like ever. Like I, I mean, I'm a I'm a child of the 80s. Actually, this show, this show, actually, before I met Ron, originally was a lousy show. Nobody uh, watched it. <laughs> but anyway, we uh we originated with me to bring on 80s TV stars and horror movie stars and musicians originally when I first started. Um, and now I like it because our demographic is basically like 40 to 80. You know, and so I like to bring the people on who who have a great history with our generation, like you. Yes, do. you have yes. a great history with our generation. So that's kind of how the show started. Um, well, that's uh, wonderful because it looks great. Uh, you guys have a great vibe. I mean, he's Ron. You guys do it. They do the show together every week. So yes, you, know, you guys bounce off each other very well. Ron, Ron, don't let you get a word in. Otherwise, but I mean, I you no. know, I'm sure that's no, what... you know why? Because he's a bore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, I love him to death, but he has no sense of humor. He well, he's the opposite. It. He's the opposite side of you, yeah. Ron. That's he, he's good. the business. Jimmy is a businessman. I got you. I did stand-up comedy for forty-six years in drag. Okay? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I okay. Jane Russell for forty-six years, and I was. So very you're a famous. veteran. You're a freaking veteran, there, Ron. I was very famous as a stand-up comic back then, actor as well. So. I can't help but be funny and talk crazy. Okay, okay. I can just whatever. I don't. I never have a normal conversation. But let him get some. Just let him get. Just let him get some of the freestyle shit in. Just uh, let him get well, it. You know what? If he reads it, he's interesting. If he uses yeah. his brain, you go to sleep. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah. The reason I, I, can, reason I can tell, I, you know, everybody can tell that's not true. So guess what? I, I put a video Ron, on TikTok of me being interviewed at a red carpet thing, and in like three hours, I got a hundred thousand views of just. Damn, me. you're the boss. So you're the I don't boss. have to worry about that. So first of all, you guys too, if you want to follow Stevie on Instagram, he's at Stevie B underscore official. That's it. Uh, we have V. Claudia in Germany who says she can't wait for you to come to Germany. You had written something on your Facebook page about I Germany. need to go back. Frankfurt loves me. Uh, uh, um, what's the place over there uh, the, with the Iron Curtain used to be there? Uh, not Frankfurt, the other city uh, used to be. Uh, Hamburg? No. No, not Hamburg. Yeah. It'll be, start, it starts with an M, I think it is. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Munich. 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 Munich, Frankfurt, all the little cities we went to uh, with my friend Massimo. And uh, uh, the other little kid over there, the Muslim kid, he loved me over there because uh, you got a lot of Turkish people, a lot of Lebanese over yes. there also. Um, Germany, I don't get over there enough. Uh, it's too fucking far to go. Be- and then they don't have the big venues to bring us like, you know, I get, I get to do in Brazil or I did do in the States or in Canada. So I'd love to go. But, you know, I fly that many fucking hours. They got to put that bag together, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
So now, where do you live when you're not when you're he not? Said you Miami. Not, you're, he you, said Miami. No, 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 no. I'm not in Miami. I'm not in Miami. I, I, I live. I live. No, I'm from Miami, but I haven't lived in Miami for Jesus. I lived in Cali since '91. Uh, I've been out of Miami for many, many years. I, I sold the the B land thing out in Bonaventure, but I was in uh, L.A. and then I live in Vegas. My my kids grew up in Vegas. And uh, they're there now. They don't want to leave because all their friends are there. And we know and a lot of people. We know well, a lot of people. We, and so the, Vegas is my Vegas is my U.S. base, and Rio is my uh, Brazilian base. Do you know Michael Damien? Do you know who I Michael Damien is? I may know Michael Damien. I, I heard this name before. He's a big soap opera star he's who, a, in the uh, around the same yes, time, yes, he yes. did Rock On. He did yes. Hey Kids, Rock On. He had the number one hit with Rock On back when you guys were about the same I may time. know him. I know. I think I know Michael Damien. So just, 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 let's not go with that right quick. Let's move okay, on to something else. So how did you – so you woke up. Like mm-hmm. how, how old were you when you decided, hey, I'm going to be a freaking singer? I don't remember ever not singing. So, you know – uh, when as I was growing up in South Florida, I grew up on a, a strict diet of Earth, Wind, and Fire, Michael Jackson, Rita Franklin, like everybody else. In the in the early, the late late fifties, early sixties, seventies was Commodores, Jackson Five, uh, Al Green, all of that, and then all of that Miami stuff with Betty Wright, uh, 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 Casey and the Sunshine Band. So all of that was my, you know, South Florida diet, just as it was yours. Yeah. Uh, and then of course Gloria Estefan. And then uh, Expose started to go late 80s. Uh, Shannon, uh, you know, Lisa Lisa comes Shannon. on board. And then I was, I, was trying to, I was trying to get out of those streets and stop. You know, I didn't want to sell cocaine because, you know, they was making a lot of fucking money over there with doing that. <laughs> so either I was going to sell cocaine and get rich or I was going to, you know, I said, you know, God, if you give me a chance. Uh, you know, I, and I started cutting lawns and I, and, and I had a big lawn service. And um, I started saving my money and I bought little equipment here. I opened up a little studio in, in Florida City. Mm-hmm. And that's how I did a group. I don't know if you remember. I did a little group called uh, BVSP. They have a record called I Need You, You're yeah. What I Want. That was one of my first productions. So I didn't have anybody to sing after I heard um, One Way Love by TKA. TKA. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I can do this shit. So <laughs> I started putting together. Doom, doom, I did, you know, I met Tolga sometime, you know, when I went up to Lauderdale to bring one of the BVS and P records up there, some of the other stuff I was did, Miami Jam Crew, Hassan, I was doing all this stuff. So I met Tolga at the record pool over there, at Bo Crane's record pool, and we hit it off like in two seconds. I'm like, who are you? What is this? And I heard he was doing a Bo Griffin record. You know, Bo was on, on Power 96. Yeah. He did a record called Action Reaction. You can look it up. Produced by Toga Cadis. And I'm like, how did you get those edits? How did you do? He said, well, I have a little studio in my, my apartment in, uh, in Miramar somewhere he was. And I'm like, I just opened up a studio in Lauderdale right off of uh, Northeast First Street over there by the water in, uh, in Lauderdale. I had a big ass place. I don't even know how I was going to do what I was going to do with it. But I met him that day. Destiny brought us together. And I said, I have this studio. And I said, would you like to come see it? I'm looking for somebody to work with. And he's the only one at the time to know how to do the computers. He had an Otari computer they were doing. And MIDI wasn't even in yet. They had MIDI sync. And I went to their apartment and I see he had a whole, just a little setup. But the shit was powerful. 
I'm like, how are you doing those edits and all that? I said, let me show you my studio. I had this big ass starstruck studio, <laughs> four rooms and all that. I didn't know how the fuck I was going to pay the bills next month. <laughs> <laughs> I was still had my, I had my fucking lawn service. And it just so happens uh, he started working on Party of Body with me. And the result of what you hear in Party of Body is Stevie B and Toga coming together. And every record thereafter on that first album was me and Toga. And the funniest thing is I still have a, 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 a case full of original footage in here. Oh, cool. Of mixing Spring Love, uh, because I, not because I love you, Spring Love, Dreaming of Love, and uh, Party of Your Body. I have the original footage while Tolga and I was in the studio. So uh, that's how I started off uh, getting into the professional side. Once I met him, he took me to that next AI level. And you right. got to remember, music wasn't being done on the computer right. in 87 yet. It was still right. analog. It was still analog driven. So we were the pioneers of making uh, popular music and, and, and not from the traditional analog way with a drummer, a bass, and a guitar guy. It was me and him in the studio. And when you see us in action, man, it's a beautiful sight to see watching that magic being made. So that's how my career, that's how my career got formulated uh, 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 out of Miami with Tolga. I, I actually had met Tolga through, through actually through Joya. So Joya and I were really good friends. I, back when I lived in Fort Lauderdale, I was a clothing designer. I had a bunch of clothing stores, so I would dress expose for, for like when they went on stage and stuff. I would yes, yes. And that's just, I was fortunate to meet a lot of people through him. So did he. Actually, Ron, leave him alone, Ron. Leave him alone. Well, actually, that's everybody wants to know, though. So, so here's a here's a hypothetical question for you then, as a because you've accomplished so many things, and I always ask this to actors and, and singers and stuff. So you're going to go on tour, and it doesn't have to be a freestyle tour, and you're going to perform with any two other acts, living or dead. And you could be on stage with like any musician in history. Who would you want to go play with? Uh, right now, today, I think a good fit would probably be uh, Lionel Richie. I, I would love oh, to tour. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's a that's the old school one, and, and and our shows would do well because he has a lot of ballads and stuff like that. Yes. And uh, I think I can fuck with uh, 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 the weekend. He should oh, let me on. He would should let me. He should let me on that tour. Since he was like, you know, they were biting our style, you know, with that tenor voice and shit. Oh, those are two, those are two good ones. You should tell your manager or whatever that he needs. Well, to you're be. the publicist. I'm gonna hire you as my publicist so you can make this new this new record take it all back a smash because that's what it is. Absolutely. Hey, I, I really, absolutely. I really and truly wish freestyle would come back. Or well, we we got something. You, I sent you, I sent you take it all back, right? No, you didn't send it to me. You got to send it to me. I thought you had the new record. I thought we was playing it today. No, I don't have the new record. Well, you're gonna have it in like three we'll seconds. What are you talking about? We gotta play that. I'm gonna send it to you right now. What Actually, are we talking about? I forward it and see if he can play it real quick. Let's yeah. Know. What kind of music? Free freestyle? Of course. I am, Ron. Yeah. I am. I am freestyle. Oh, so there's no way you could ever alter it to modernize it or change it around. It's modernized and it's presentized, and when you hear it, you're gonna be like, "I mixed in the old with the new. I made it happen." And uh, this is why everybody's going crazy over the record because I I, okay, I did a I did a great I, I did a great fusion. I'm gonna send it to you right now. Hold on, let me get to my mail. We need our engineer to see if we could do one. Okay, and 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 what's the email you want me to use, uh, Jimmy? Actually, let me type it in here. Let me type it. Uh, okay, type it on the window. 
on the window here, and you can send it directly to Juan. That way, I don't have to. Yeah, that's gonna be beautiful. Oh, that's a, that's the reason I'm doing podcasts is because we got something new to talk about. We're just talking about oh shit. I don't get no money from that stuff. Well, I'm all in favor of what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Wait till you hear this new record, then Ron. I got got to tell you because I made the I made the old and the new come together, and uh, and just like I was saying, uh, 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 Lionel Richie and the Weekend coming together, boy, that's some. I put two. I put my address in there too. Send it to me too, so because you know we, we have a thing on the show. My oh, car. No. We call my car the Music Award car. If I like a song, it goes in my car. If I don't like, wait, it, let him send it. Real quick. We got on, now, wait, let me see what. Let me see what that, you put it at the bottom there. Scrolling, where did you put wait, it? You see it in the private chat. Oh, in the private chat. There he goes. Jimmy Star contact at gmail.com. Got it. Yeah, send it to the one above it, Juan Garcia, because that goes directly right, to the You want me to go Juan Garcia? Okay, let me send it to Juan Garcia. Give me two uh, seconds. Let me concentrate. Get a million people so my, no, 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 he's not. Juan Garcia. Juan Garcia. Yeah, you got to play this new record. That's what everybody's talking about. This thing is at w4cy.com. At. Juan, are you with us? Yeah, Juan, well, hopefully you can play this when he says Not, not, it not twice if you're with us. C-Y. He's our engineer in Florida. He transmits us. Juan Garcia, make sure I don't have to look at that. Okay, tell Juan. Tell Juan a chance. Stevie B. West Palm Beach. Stevie B. Oh, yeah, that's my stomping ground over there, too. Tell Juan to check his email right now. Check your email right now, Juan. He says I'm with you, so he and play and tell him to play the the uh, uh, the the DJ Sama DJ Sama mix. DJ Sama mix, Juan. It's Hang the on. first one on there. If he's gonna first be the first one, one that comes, in. yeah, it's the it's the DJ Sama uh, remix. It's gonna be great. So here we go. Mo uh, moving on. Yeah, we're gonna. So tell us. <laughs> by the way, by the way, guys, I have my own podcast too, so that we do every week. It's called oh, Freestyling cool. with Freestyling with Stevie B, and it's hosted by uh, DJ Sama. We do it every oh, week. Okay. But you don't have Ron Russell on. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. So tell everybody where do they hear yours, your show? Oh, they they can see it on my Facebook page. And you, you're gonna give everybody. You gave everybody my Instagram, so give them my yeah. Facebook. Uh, the Stevie B official. I think Stevie B Music on Facebook. They can go see me there and pop that up there. Jimmy and I were the first podcast show in the world. Would you we're, like, that? we're like 15 years old. They didn't have a name podcast. 15 years ago, there was wow, no Wow, that's amazing. And we we took a chance. We said, can we televise it? We didn't think yeah, it we, would work. We were one of the did. first ones to do video. Because it was radio before. And we were well, the first ones to do video, and it worked. People loved the video. Is that Chroma? You did a Chroma key there, uh, uh, Jimmy? Ron? Is that Chroma behind you? Is that a real studio? What is that? Oh, no, that's our television playing the that's show you. live. Live, got you. So that's a real TV. That's a real TV, and that's not a chroma screen. That's nice. That's a nice idea. That's this way. This is a real. That's a real image behind me. That's my real pool. Yeah, that's a real pool. That's, that's sweet. nice. That's a great. Yeah, pool. I, I already, I already did my hundred laps for the day. Over there, this side over here is where I do my. That's a lap pool on this side by that sofa. Oh, there. that's nice. Yeah, it comes playing. all the way here to the studio. It comes all the way down. So I can get I can get some nice laps in over here. You know I get something. I knew a girl once that she only wanted a hundred laps. Oh, I see. Well, that's all she wanted. That's a lot of that's a lot of demand. hundred laps is a lot of demand. So you do a hundred laps. You're 83 right now. You could do more than three laps and you'd be relapsed. That's <laughs> you'll be done. Tell me you got tell tell me Juan got that. I'm looking to see. Hang on. 
think he's got. So Juan, let us know when you got it, and let's play it real quick. Let's play that up because that that is the real. I'm 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 giving the record to everybody. I don't know why I don't even give it to you. Uh, you were a little obscure. You were a little obscure at our communications. I mean, you you know. Come on. You didn't ask me for pictures and because um, everybody asked me for, can you send me up to date high res pictures? And you know, if you got something I just, new, I, I just need one. Yeah. DJ club. So I'm a club remix. Yes, yeah. Sir. Play the 808 one too. They, they got two of them. One is the 808 boom. I think it is. Let us know if he's got it. Then I'll let you introduce it real quick and we'll play it. Let for it everybody. Roll. Yeah. Tell me when you're ready and I'm going to announce it. There you go. We're going to work on that really cool. And yeah, we're going to be doing it in Miami on Saturday, too, at the big show. You know, we're at the University of Miami at the arena, and uh, it's going. It's he's a homecoming ready. for me. He's okay, ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. That's right. You announce it for everybody, and he's going to play it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Starr's show right here with Ron Russell. You guys are going to get a debut. Brand new Stevie B. It's called Take It All Back. Check it out. Stevie B. By the way, Pitbull is in this too. For the minute that I seen you, I was sweating you like a freshman, just a senior. I couldn't even sleep waiting for the next day just to see your girl, just to see you. When you walk by my heart, I skip the beat like a scratch CD. I was knee deep in the bowl that is L O V E. Strong on sting love dance. That's
You gotta give it a one to ten rating. Ten. And ten, ten being and ten being like the, ten. the best. Take it all the dope as fuck. That shit is so dope. We'll put it in my car. Yeah, oh, you would put that in? see that's a winner right there. That's, that's a that's winning the right music there. Award. But it's a come on. Come like on, Ron. Come on, Ron. I like the way you're transcending from uh free freestyle to rap. There's a little bit of rap in there. You know what I mean? It's I love it. That's Pitbull in there. I'm See, on a, I'm, I have a friend who back when I lived in Florida did a song with Pitbull and uh, and I'm in the and they needed a, a bunch of people screaming in the background. And yes, was, and Pitbull was really cool and it was right before he blew up to become the biggest thing on the planet. And that yes. will help you a lot. That will help you a lot in promoting that single too, though the fact that it's you. Well, he did Spring Love with me, so he did a, a version of Spring Love with me, Pitbull. I know, I saw that. So, so no. 
Um, so here's what we got to do because I have another guest. First of all, I want you to yes. send that to me. Second of all, I'm going to send you some information. Third of all, send me the script. And right. Gonna I'm going to have. I'm going to send that over to you in a few minutes. I really, I really am serious about doing this. And that was a part of the conversation in the beginning. We don't have enough big shit coming out of freestyle people. Right. And everybody doesn't have that gift to keep their career fresh like that because a lot of those freestyle artists didn't produce their own records. Right. So, you know, to go and rehash something that they did 35 years ago is, you know, but a lot of them are trying. I'm not going to say they're trying, they're but trying. you know, then you know, some of it, some of the stuff is good and some of it's not good. But the fact that have, you just did that song though, and you did have all that throwback stuff in there in that version, that is super freaking hot. I'm telling well, you, that's the, that's what made the record catch on fire because of the, the fusion. We went and got the old school, the new school. We well, married them together, like you and Ron. Y'all got the you know you and you and right. Ron got an old school, new school working right there. I like love it. So I'm gonna hit you up because we want to come see you when you're in the desert. I think okay. you're such a talent. We want to thank you for coming on the show. And any way I can help, I'm all about it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'm going to send you that stuff. Thank you guys for inviting me. Thank all the fans who's watching the show. Thank you. Watch TVB. And have a safe travels tomorrow. Yes, yes, we will. Thank you. Talk right. soon. Uh -huh. Stevie, keep up the motion. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate you, buddy. Bye-bye, Stevie. Care, thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Hey, that was freaking Bye -bye. awesome. That was so sweet. I'm, I'm like loving it. All right, everybody, we're going to bring on our next <laughs> guest, Oscar Torre. You guys are going to love him. He's fabulous. What's up, Oscar? Sorry. Hey, hey, hey. TVB uh, had a new song. So hey, how are you? It's nice I to see it. you. It was great. This is like a this is like a Miami reunion, Florida reunion. Yeah, it is. I'm yeah, born and raised in Miami. And so am I. So that's perfect. So I think it works uh absolutely fabulous. Let me do an intro. Everybody now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Von Russell, actor, director, producer, Oscar Torre coming back to the show. He was on many years ago and uh he's done a lot of great things. So hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure. And, um, I don't know if Ron, I think Ron was on the show when we had you the first time, but I'm not positive. So if not, here's my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell, who I know you met at some of the premieres. If I, I wasn't on clown, clown, what is it? Clown fear. The yeah. Clown fear. Yeah. He's yeah, in there. Yeah. Yes. He was great. That's, that's his movie. That. That's when I met Ron. Not my movie. I had a two bit part. <laughs> my movie. He saturates. But anyway, you must really be nuts to come back on this show. You like punishment, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. Meanwhile, how you been? Doing good. Doing good. Um, you working? Been busy. Yeah. I, I was, I've been in post-production for a film that I wrote and directed, and my wife uh, starred in it, Shooty 2. And Shooty's been in Yellowstone and she's coming up in a TV series with Nicole Kim. She's done tons of stuff. With Nicole Kidman and Kate Beckinsale and Brian Cox, and she's she's been busy. So, but we shot it during COVID, um, and I just finished it. So we're starting the process of sending to film festivals, and we'll get distribution. But I want to run. What's I want to. It's called a summer night. It's called a summer night. It's about um about a woman who's webcamming to make a living during COVID. Uh, webcamming. What's webcamming. Like webcamming, like sex webcamming, or like uh, she's a she's a stripper, but she's out of a job because of COVID, so she goes to webcamming. Um, that's, that's hilarious, actually. I bet yeah. that's going to be really successful. But it's not a comedy, funny enough. The no, it's not a comedy. Is it okay. a horror movie? No, it's a no. It's not a horror it's movie. It's not a horror movie. It's a drama. It's a oh, drama. Yeah. Basically, 
what I wanted to do is tell the story of COVID uh, right. while it was happening, because that's how we communicated with a lot of people. Everything was through through uh, webcams, phones, texting, not a lot of in-person. Right. And I remember all these people telling me their stories, friends, uh, through social media and stuff. No, I'm depressed. I'm this and that. So I cast a lot of those people and I had them retell their own stories through the vehicle of telling her. I think it's cool. It's a good idea. So hang on real quick. So Nobody's all, done a COVID uh, theme yet. About hang on, we have a COVID chat room. inspired them. Say hi to everybody in the chat room, first of all. Hello, 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 everybody. And Thank then, you for joining us. Uh, you can follow Oscar, you guys, on Instagram. He's at Oscar Torre Actor. And um, so, so the f last time we had you on, we were promoting the fact that you were in The Hangover 3. Uh, you so much stuff since then, and I—I I don't know if you—you you probably didn't hear, but but no, I was on that show. I remember that. Okay, so I no, think I, I was on that, that you are yeah. like the young now because you're getting such phenomenal roles, especially some of the TV series you're in. Um, uh, I told everybody that you're kind of like now the 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 young replacement for Andy Garcia. If they need an Andy Garcia type, <laughs> you know, that, that's you in the younger version, you know. And if they want the 65 year old one, they go with him. If they want the 35, 40 year old one, they go with you. Do me a favor, shave off your beard. You're too good looking to hide your face. <laughs> no, really, you're too handsome. The beard takes away from your look. So hold you on, my wife. You and my wife and my mom agree. That's like a no, really. You're a listen. I don't. I don't wear a beard because I'm good looking. If I were like Jimmy, I would wear a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, so, um, so first of all, some of the things that you did. Like we talked about the Hangover when you were here, but you, uh, you have a role in the TV series Gaslit, which is a huge deal with uh, Julia yeah. Roberts, Dan Stevens, who was the yeah. the guy on uh, yeah. Downton Abbey that you like so much. Sean Penn, John That's Carroll great. Lynch, he's been on the show. Um, Tyler Perry's The Have and the Have Nots, which we've had a ton of people from that on the show. Oh, right. Four years, four the last four seasons of The Haves and the Have Nots, I played the, the head of the Italian mafia. Which is phenomenal. That's usually what I play. You're taking my parts away, kid. There you go. <laughs> Do you know Alessandro Fulcito? He's a he's like more of a stunt man. I know he was in the Have and the Have Nots, and he's a. Oh, good man, I'm sure I worked with him. I'm sure I worked with him because I, I, I killed quite a few people in that show. <laughs> yeah, you probably killed him, uh, which is cool. And then you got Star Trek Picard. Um, having had knots is a big deal. We are big Tyler Perry fans, and and there's so many people in that show that we've either met or had on the right. show, which it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, you have critical acclaim for the Boatman. You did Counter Punch with Danny Trejo and Stephen Bauer, which he's getting ready to come on the show. Um, Abducted with Scout Taylor, Wait, Compton, Bauer? Mindy Robinson. I, I know Stephen Bauer. Ken Devishian and Michael Urie and a bunch of them have been on the I show. I know Michael also. So there uh, you go. We just had Donna Mills on not too too long Let's ago. See, I know Donna oh, wow. And you I'm did a, turn I'm over with shot. her. I'm a big show. I'll listen I to you. Movie. Queen of the South is a big show to be on. I mean, yeah, a little bit. I did too all that. The psych killer guy. But but mm -hmm. uh, I just thought. And then uh, a show I really liked a lot was Kane with Jimmy Smits. Kane, that was my big break. That was a phenomenal one. Hector Alex Hector Elizondo, Rita Moreno, Paul Wesley, Jason Beggy, Neston Carbonell, Ken Howard. I mean, what a cast. What so, an amazing cast. I was, I was, I remember when I booked that role. Um I had recently moved to LA. I hadn't been here that long, like five years, and it felt like an eternity. But I realized that that, that was very quick to land a show like that. And I'm sitting in the table reading and I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, I grew up 
looking at all these people, admiring them. You know, and now I'm sitting here, and Rita's sitting next to me, and Jimmy's across the other side, and I'm like, this is – and then to have a, a, such a great role in the show and, and, and the fans – Oh, what happened? You froze. Oh shit. Uh oh, we froze. <laughs> Jose, what happened? He froze. Jose, can we bring him out and back in again or something since he froze? There you we go. go. Okay, you, you froze, froze for a second. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. Having, having such a great role on that show, sitting with all the people you grew up with, and then you disappeared. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I got so excited I froze. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily that didn't happen in the show. Um <laughs> So yeah, I know it was incredible being in that table reading and seeing all these people that I had looked up to, and and now they were my you know they're my coworkers, and then I had such a great role on, on the show playing a guy who had just come from Cuba and who was uh, who the audience didn't know if he was bad or good, because um, you know they like to put us in categories, and I was a little bit of both, but I was loyal to Jimmy Smith, which made me good, and uh, and the audience loved loved that character. Love that character. That was a dream role. And that opened a lot of doors here for me in, in Hollywood. So now, how long have you been you, in LA? Are you Cuban or Puerto Rican or what are you? My background's Cuban. My background's Cuban. Cuban. Never been to you, Cuba. You look Cuban. You look yeah. Cuban. Actually, Andy, have you that's heard? Why said Andy Garcia, I think. Have you yeah, maybe. Um have you I just think that you uh <clears throat> uh you have that look. Um do you have you ever heard of a show called Sangra Negra? Sangra Negra, yeah, I know um I know I know a few people on that show, Anthony McKay, right? Anthony McKay. Yeah, Anthony McKay, Antonio McKay. Yeah, because I'm I'm probably going to work on season three of that, and so I was thinking you'd be a good person to put in it. <laughs> let them know. Yeah, I'll let them know because I, I might be producing season three. Oh, um, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I know quite a few people on that show. You yeah, know, which would be cool. Now, now we're encouraged. This is ridiculous. We're actors, right? I could play a, a Chinaman or I could play a guy from the moon. It's called acting. But now Hollywood's not allowing that. Uh, I, I'm doing a movie with a big star, and she has to be Jewish because she's playing a Jewish woman. And if she's not Jewish, we can't hire her. And I think that's ridiculous. Like gay now, uh, if you're playing a gay man in the film, you have to be gay. Yeah. You can't be straight playing gay. I think that's absolutely ridiculous because an actor plays everybody. What do you think about that? That's that's you know that's that's an interesting subject. I, I agree with you. I um, I think that the the issue came when um, I saw it with Cubans. It's very particular with Cubans and Cubans. We can look like anybody. I mean, because it's, it, Cubans are a mix of Jewish, Italian, yeah. uh, Spain, yeah. black. You know, so it's we can play. but but what happens is in films, for example, everybody plays Cubans but Cubans. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll cast everybody but a Cuban to play a Cuban. So I can that's I, I think the extremes lead to extremes, and and possibly that's why when this situation, which to a certain extent I agree with you, that it's ridiculous, you know, because we're actors and we want to stretch and we want to play stuff. Uh, but on the other hand, is like when I see, you know, that the um, I'm to play, I'm 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 easier cast as an Italian American than I am as a Cuban, and you know, you do look very Italian though. And there are not that many, there are not that many Cuban actors 
So when you have an up and like Cubans, I can think, you know, Asians or whatever. When you have an opportunity, you think, wow, this is my this is a role that I'm perfect for. And they're like, well, no, we cast um, Al Pacino or you're going to lose money. Actors are going to lose. Listen, the fee, I, I'm in the film. It's my film. And the female lead that I want desperately, I thought, was Jewish. And we looked up her background and she's not Jewish. She'd be so perfect for the parts was mm -hmm. written for her. And I'm upset about that, that I cannot hire her to play my wife because she's not Jewish. My movie is about my wife is a Jewish bookie and I'm Italian mafia. We're married. It's 1943. And the movie takes off from there. I'm Italian, so I could play the mafia because I always play the mafia. I'm cento per cento italiano. So you can't get any more Italian than me if you went, if you went and got olive bread. But I mean, so I feel bad about this. So now we have to hire a Jewish actress who's not quite this, as good or wouldn't be as good for the role. And I would like to uh, talk to Fran Drescher about this because she's the head of the union mm -hmm. and, and say to her, you know, Franny, this is like bullshit. And this actress who I love, you know, I'm talking about, can we mention her name? No, don't, you can't, no, don't go well, talk I about her. I, I would like her, we could give her a plug. No, don't talk yeah, about her. Yeah, let's uh, use her name, please. It's your movie. You do whatever you want. Yeah, give me her like, name. I forgot. I don't know her name. The blonde from that movie, who I love. The blonde lady. I don't know. Fucking honey, we talked about fifty people to play the. Fucking no, role. she's a comic. We saw her in that movie. She was hysterical. The movie we just saw. The the, the drama. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, she's wonderful. She'd be perfect for the part. She's going to lose out on working, and I think that's a shame. I mean, anyway. it's, it's 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 sad. It's sad. I. I, I, like I said, I get both sides, and as an actor, you're like, sides. as an actor, you're like, I would, I would like to be able to play everything, and and it's a little, you know, there's certain things that I, I can't. You but know, you play, you play a lot of Italians, though, right? You play Italian a lot. I played, yeah, I played a little bit of everything. I played a little bit. Yeah, of but everything. you could never play Irish from Ireland. No, unless no. they made your hair and beard red. Yeah. <laughs> Because so, you don't look Irish. So you, so yeah. you, you're doing like a lot of things. You've really like since we had you on the show last, you were doing really good then. But now you've like blown the fuck up. My name is Jennifer. Something. Um, the funny comedian, the blonde lady who we love, Jennifer. You're talking about uh, the lady from. Uh, yeah, she just won the SAG. Um, she just won the Screen Actors Guild She's Award. She's wonderful. For I love her to pieces. The comedic one with the face. I forgot the her blonde. name. The blonde. Jennifer. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. She's a wonderful actress. I'm dying to play with her, to work with her. You would love to work with her, too. She's hilariously funny, and she does nothing. She just stands there and moves, Hang and she's on. funny. Wow. She's a brilliant actress. She's been around forever, and now she finally got her big break, and she's working in major films. She's uh, always been working in major films. No, but always as a character part. She never oh, thought. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. There oh, you go. Yeah. Thank that, you. You knew who we're talking She's amazing. About. She's amazing. I love Jennifer Coolidge. I love it to pieces. She's amazing. She would be but so you know, she's she's very particular also the her her what she brings to the role. So that you can make a case, I think, of saying, well. I'm casting her not because she's Jewish, even though the role needs to be Jewish. I'm casting her because she brings all this. All the other comedic timing and all comedic the... Timing. You know, There's only the, one, Jennifer Coolidge. You know what the problem is? 
this character is a, a what we call a Yenta Jew. She's like a real Brooklyn Jew. She mm. talks like this already. What's doing? I'm dying. My I friend Dresser and the nanny. If Jewish people will not like that if she's not Jewish. If she's Jewish like Fran Drescher, she has permission to do it. Like we don't like when they always show the Italians, hey, what do you do over there? Come over here. I got a nice pasta for you. We don't like that. The Italians yeah. don't like that because not all Italians are that way. No, so when you make a movie today, you have so much criticism when your film goes out. It's ridiculous. Can't people just go to the fucking movie and say it's entertainment and not have a political reason behind it? I mean, like you, you're Cuban. Why are you playing Italian? Get an Italian actor. Who the hell needs a Cuban to play Italian? You know what I mean? We, we can't have this mentality in film. I, 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 I agree. In the most extent I... To the most extent, I do agree with you. And I mean, we kind of years ago, John, Charlie Chan was not Chinese. Warner Olin was not Chinese. None of the, the Charlie Chans, three of them, none of them were Chinese. Today, if you had a, a, a Caucasian play a Chinaman, oh, they come down on you like crazy. No, you're right, but let's switch the subject now. Okay, I, only I to wanted to get that out because we have to sound intelligent once in a while. <laughs> But I have 15 minutes, and I want to like promote. Well, and all I wanted to get his opinion. Going on. I wanted to get his opinion because he looks like he's got a brain between the handsome faces. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so, so you you tell me about like okay, so you you're in all these because these are like major. These aren't like little TV series. <laughs> nobody's wants you know. You're in like these TV series on major you know networks. You've also been in a list huge movies. What do you prefer? Do you like doing TV over? Do you like mov doing movies or do you like doing movies better? Or does it not matter as long as the work is good? It doesn't matter as long as the writing is good. As long and, as the uh, writing is good. Yeah. What's happening is that in television now, you see better writing. The writers, that because that's where the big money is. So the writers who in the past will be writing features um, are all toward, towards TV now. Because, you know, you go the talent goes where the money goes. Right. Um, because for the last 10 years, movies have turned to shit. Everything is the same. Crashing, beating up, kicking, blood, guts flying all over. No intellect, no story base, no character development. Now people like me have gone public with this. And we're saying, don't hire a star to make a shitty script, people to go see it. Okay, you got uh, Marilyn Monroe in the movie. Everybody's going to go see the movie. But well, script, but she's dead, so that would be an, uh, an event. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, that, that would be, I, just, I pulled her name out because I was thinking of a super-duper star. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe is still the, the greatest star ever in the world because she's existed over 50 years. But, I mean, you know that. When Jimmy's looking to raise money, the first thing the money people say, who's in it? Who's in it? Not, is it a good script? Don't they realize that a good script, word of mouth, people will tell each other and your movie will make money? If your movie stinks, like like that thing we saw the other night, I could, could have threw up, The Cocaine Bear. I mean, really, who wrote that piece of shit? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> well, cause I, that's because you're yeah, yeah. I like horror movies, I mean, though. it was for children, but not not even. I wouldn't let my kids. Which, actually, it. I noticed you haven't been any. You you don't really do horror movies. You haven't really I, horror funny, movies. funny. I haven't been. I've, I've, I've only been in one horror film that was done by a friend of mine, and it was a cameo. I had one scene, and it had nothing to do with horror. I, it, was, it, was, it was a somewhat comedic role that they let me go off, and basically I was this guy who – Denied knowing anybody, which I knew every all the all the players that were involved in the crime, 
But I'm like, nah, 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 I don't want to know. Don't show me the photos. I'm not going to be able to sleep. It was a comedic role. Um, that was a lot of fun. But that's the only – I don't really like horror films. But but I, I would mean, love to be in a big horror film. Right. Because if you're in a big horror film, you can do all those conventions for the rest of your life. Yes. Like Scream. And, and, Scream's coming out tomorrow. If you were in Scream, you're like set. I'm, I'm soon. I'm going to be in a very big horror film soon, and I would rather be in a traditional drama, wonderful movie, mm -hmm. where I could show my acting ability rather than play some pathetic old weirdo in a movie. That's <laughs> not. That's not acting. So wait, like, so are you at the point now, like, because now you're you're established, people know who I'm you sure. are, they look you up, and you do kinds of cool things. Like, do you do you always read all this? Do you take roles just because you want to work, even if they suck? Or are you really choosing and you pick? Because oh, everything on your resume is really good. You don't have any shit. I've always, in the most part, been been picky about about what I do. To the point at times that I'm like, I needed to work, and I'm like, but I I, I tried to think long term and think, do I really want to do this? Do I? And if I don't like the role, uh, I'll pass on it. And, I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, and, because I think I, I tried to think long term, and is it something that I want to do? Is it something that I want to be associated with? Is it a project that would be fun to be a part of? I mean, you start looking at at different things. Uh, who am I working with? Who's who's whose hands am I? Um, do I like the director? I check out what they've done, and and then that's something that I might want to be a part of, um, and the script. It starts with the script. No movie's better than the script in the most part. I don't care how many stars you have in it. If the story's not good, then yeah. you're you're working backwards. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I read I read scripts all the time, and I politely write back. I don't think you want me. You might want somebody <laughs> else. No, I write it nicely because I know that I can't give that person the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. I pick scripts where I know the character I can work with and do a good job with because I'm a serious actor. I'm not in film. I don't stand with my hands at my side and read lines. I'm an actor. I'm, I'm in the business 64 years. So I know my craft and I know what works and what, what doesn't work. Um, I'm sure you do the same. I know all good actors do this. You're not a What we're saying in polite way is you're just not in the business for the money. Like, no, no, no. Maybe I would have made more if I were. But um, I, that's how I feel. I would have been more famous. But uh, but no, I I don't think it's something that you can do long term and without going crazy. Uh, if you're just doing it for the money, I remember I remember my first acting teacher actually saying, um, if you're doing it for the money, do something else. You're bound to make more money doing something else with the amount of time that you're gonna put into this industry and the work that it takes. And I always remember that. And I'm like, and I even questioned myself at the beginning when, you know, when I was going through the difficult times and those still come. I've, the one thing I've learned in, in all these years in the business is like, you know, it's a roller coaster. And, um, and sometimes, sometimes when you look like you're up, you're really not up. You're actually struggling to get work, but all that stuff that you did, that maybe was high profile is out now. So it seems like you're hot. And and other times that it seems like you're not doing anything, that people are like, oh, we haven't heard from me. What have you been up to? Right. I'm I'm busy as hell. It just hasn't come out. Come out, so, yeah. uh, yes. And I've learned that you know that it's an industry that uh it, it's uh 
comes full circle and you see actors that get hot and then it seems like they're cold and then it seems like you, they can't right get arrested. And somehow one role, it's all it takes for people well, to go, hey, I, I forgot I, how good that guy was. Look uh, at Brendan right. Fraser. I mean, like he had some problems and now he's going to be on top of the world again. And you I know, have to say it. this. I'll be 83 next month. That's, you don't and, look 83, so that's a, that's a good start. And my career has never, ever in all my life taken off. It took me all these years. It took me almost 70 years to be working the way I'm working now. And now I work like crazy because I'm an old bag. And they want an old bag that looks good for a movie. There aren't too many old bags around that look good. <laughs> So when they need a, a good-looking old bag, they say, get Russell. He's a good actor. He works cheap. You know, you can get him. <laughs> so I want to say this, this. Your career can be all your life. All your life, you can have a career. It's up and down. It's up and down, and that's what I've learned. And, and I remind myself, because it, when it's down, and you're like, why, you know, why isn't it going my way? Why isn't it going my way? I'm doing good work. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm – and then, then something happens, and you get one role, then the role – Gets out there, people see, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, no, can can we get Oscar? Oh, Oscar would be great for this." And then your name starts sounding off again. But people who think it's just going to go up, 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 and it's not going to stop. I mean, there's not too many Tom Cruises. That's right. <laughs> and look how hard he works. Nobody works harder than that guy. That's right. So if you're if you're a good actor, uh, you're always in demand. There aren't too many good actors today. We have a lot of actors. Uh, we have a lot of tricky cameras. We have a lot of tricky ways of making a bad actor look good, as you know. In the day, my days, in the Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, Humphrey Bogart days, it was an open lens. You know, they didn't have all this bullshit to fade you out and voiceover. We didn't even have a voiceover back then. You know, what they shot was what you saw. So back then you were a theater actors. And when you worked in a movie, you worked as it was a theater. Actors today don't know stage. They didn't work stage. Yeah. Have you worked stage? I've done stage. I've done stage. You know the it's best, you know it's the best preparation for an actor because you're not hiding with a close up. Um, you're, you're not. You're there. You have to. Act. Your whole body has to be alive, and you can't lie. And you have somebody who's sitting, you know, five feet away from you, looking straight at you, and and you have to be honest. That's what he means by reading lines. Like no actor, other actors, when we, especially a lot, like a lot of the independent films that we go to, the actors don't like do any motions with their hands. They just stand there and like say the lines. I go crazy. No I go out. fucking crazy when I do that. <laughs> Why are these jerks on film? You know, I have been told by directors, run a little there. less because I think sometimes I'm working in, on stage because I did stage for 46 years. And I think that I'm working. You know, I have to remember, film is less, stage is more. You have to be broad on stage, but in film you have to be small. So, all right, I want to ask though, because I, I want to. First of all, did you did you actually? Because I haven't well, seen. I want to know his stage I haven't, work. I haven't seen Gaslit. Did you actually get to work? Are you work with Julia Roberts? I didn't work with Julia Roberts or Sean Penn because they're in a different uh, storyline. I played um, the one of the five guys, which were. Two were Cuban and one was half Cuban who broke into Watergate, the Watergate building. So oh, cool. Virgilio Gonzalez, um, a guy that were all like CIA who broke into a, this is this real or in a movie? No, in a movie, TV series, TV series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I well, during the Nixon administration, Watergate. Yeah, it was during um, Watergate. 
No, it's very because it got great reviews. The show got great reviews. It's great. The show's great. The show's great. It was um, all, all around. The whole cast is like there was no there was it's like a all star team. Honestly, I like everybody. Love it. everybody. Okay, so so um uh because you've already worked with so many huge people, but bucket list because we've got four minutes. Bucket list. Male and female actor you haven't worked with yet who you would like to work with. And if you could be in any film that's ever been made in history, what film would you want to be in? Wow. Um, hmm. And you can't say your wife. No, no. I worked with my wife. I worked with my wife. Okay. Uh, so she doesn't count. Have you ever worked with her? He, he says, yeah. He I have. I have. Um, How did that go? It well, the first time we had sex on screen, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I good. directed it. I directed it. It was part oh, okay. of the time she listened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she did what you wanted. I love that. The only time. Um, actors that I would like, I mean, there's so many great actors I love to work with. Um, I would say uh, younger actor. Um, Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, definitely, because that guy is like, you know, I think he brings – he makes everybody better. Yes. Um, his commitment to to the craft. And I would say it's somebody who's not alive anymore, but uh, he, he – worst case scenario, you would walk away with a great story. Uh, Marlon Brando. Yes. Yeah, yeah. he likes that. What about a female? Let's say you were going to go female, female. Meryl Streep. Oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> no, she's a good actress. I just everybody always picks her, but uh, I would love to. I would love to see her work in person. Yes, you, wouldn't you, know, you because, like to work with Sophia Loren? Oh, absolutely. Everybody <laughs> absolutely. wants. Absolutely, yeah, it's I incredible. That you still see her. You see movies from uh, that Sophia Loren's in, and she still pops. It's like, oh, you, you're like I, yeah, I can see why everybody was crazy about her. I was in a movie with her in 1959 when she was starting off. Wow. And she was the loveliest person you ever want to know. Okay, in a movie, what movie would you like to have been in? It could be an old one or a new one. Do you like action movies? I do, but I, I don't I don't like doing them as much. I like okay. watching them. But okay. The reality of doing them is like <laughs> it's not that attractive to me anymore. I, feel, no I, I was in my twenties. I think you know Godfather. There you go. Okay. Godfather will be a that will be a an interesting film to to be in, especially you know it's it's a classic. Yeah, it's a good movie too. So you guys, Oscar's Instagram is Oscar Torre actor. So what's the name of the film that's going to festivals? Uh, the one that I directed is called A Summer Night. Okay, A Summer and Night. Started, you guys started to do going to do me doing the film festival, and there's one that I play one of the leads called Final Vow. That's premiering in April 15th at the Boston International Film Festival. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. I play a bad, bad man in that movie. Let me hear a little bit of your tough guy. Oh, my tough guy. Yeah, right. I want to hear you. You use a New York accent? And uh, it hasn't the half nights I did, which is not that far from mine. <laughs> um, people think I'm from New York all the time. They go, whereabouts? Whereabouts? Where from New York are you? And I'm like, I'm Miami. Um which is what the sixth borough, Miami, they call it the sixth borough. Um, that has and the half knots. My first episode, actually, the audition was a scene that I'm threatening this guy. I'm lending him money and I'm telling him if he doesn't pay me, you know, there are consequences. And um, and it, when I booked the role, and they didn't know I was an Italian, by the way. 
They they cast the best actor that came in. They didn't know me. Later on, they found out somebody who was on the show who was a reader was like, "Are you Cuban?" <laughs> so like do it real quick. You knew she was the money. So the scene was that I'm threatening the guy, and the guy that later on when I booked the role, Mark Swinton, who's the head of programming at was the, the head of there at the vice president of programming or president of program, says to me, "You know what? You got the role. You were the only one that we believed." That would actually do that. Do your line. Do, your do, a, do a line. So my line was that I was telling the guy that if he doesn't pay me, there are consequences to not pay me. And then he's like, uh, "Can we handshake? Can we, do I sign anywhere? I'm lending him money. Do I sign anywhere? I go, <laughs> you know, there's, there's no need to sign. Um, but I played it really nice. I didn't play the typical gangster that because uh -oh. in the writing you already see me blow somebody's head off. In the next <laughs> so I thought if I'm like, hey, I'm gonna you don't play me, blah blah blah. You know how you typically see, and then you see me blow somebody's head off. That's not entertaining. That's not surprising. So I said it very nicely. I'm eating, I'm eating in the middle of my food. I'm eating and having a drink, and I barely look at the guy. And I go, no, okay, no, I can lend you the money. How much do you need? He says, uh, forty-five grand. I go, forty-five. Oh, wow. yeah, I can do forty-five. Forty-five. It's not, it's not a problem. He's like, oh, that's great. He's all excited. And, um, and I'm like, so what do you want the money for? And he's like, no, I had a tow truck. I go, you had a tow truck? And what happened? He got towed? And he, he's, he's not laughing. And I'm like, it's a joke. He goes, oh, and then he laughs. And then I keep going, oh, okay, perfect. You want it cash? He's like, yeah, sure. I go, all right, I'll take care of you. But before you go, if I don't get my money back, there will be problems. <laughs> now go get your tow truck. I got to like that. So you it. play it like yourself. When I work, you see no, what we got to go. We're out of time. Oh, We're out of time. I, We're sitting, two minutes over time. Sitting, sitting here, I look like some gay guy, right? With the whole gay thing. But when I work, it's different because I would say to him, give me the money. Because if you don't give me the fucking money, you're dead. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you understand me? You get it? Did you understand? What what language do you want it in now? Another language? I can give That's it too to much. you in a lot of languages. That's too over the top. No, it's not. That's what they love about me. <laughs> it's comedic check mafia. out his new movies check out all his work definitely want to see gaslit and the have and the have nots follow him on instagram oscar tory actor oscar thank you so much congratulations Good to see you. we'll see you, see you soon Stop it. bye everybody bye, bye everybody. guys bye yeah, we in the mix, it's another episode Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude That room is live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Come watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes, download on iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Oh.